Hello, we're live. I'm ready for it this time. There we go. <laughs> Welcome to GTFO, Grow Traffic Figures It Out, our new podcast, uh, the podcast and uh, video and Facebook live session. So if you're watching live, hello, welcome, thank you. Please leave us a comment and contribute to the session. If you are listening back afterwards, um, you can still comment, you can still go to the Facebook page, leave us a comment. We will read it and we will respond to you. So today we are talking about um, how are keywords changing? We're going a little bit uh, a little bit SEO geeky on the one today. This is this is a subject that's not really relevant to a lot of people. Uh, well, well, it is, but they're not going to be interested in it. This this is quite uh, uh, this is the sort of thing that we geek out over and nobody else gives a shit about. So uh, you're really selling yeah. it. Yeah, yeah, I am still gonna be great. I love it. Around. We're all really excited. Yeah. We're really excited for this one, but nobody else cares. Um, but before we get into our keywords changing, uh Simon Daly, what's your name? Where'd you come from? My name is Simon Daly and I come from Grow Traffic. Oh, there we go. Hannah Weinhold, what's your name? Where'd you come from? I'm Hannah Weinhold and I'm also from Grow Traffic. Mm -hmm. Okay, Grove Traffic is now a place, is it? This is where we all live. Well, no one uh... gives a shit that uh, oh, I'm in Sheffield and Dally's in bloody wherever he is. No one cares. I'm in, I'm in my office. Some people yeah. care. I was talking to a woman yesterday, and uh, I think she was in Buenos Aires, and she was really interested that I was in Baker. Well, she yeah, pretended I was... to be. Uh, what, pretended to be in Buenos Aires? <laughs> no, she pretended to be interested. <laughs> <laughs> I know the feeling. Uh, well, move on. Yeah, we're not here to talk about Buenos Aires, unfortunately. Um, okay, our keywords changing. Oh, wait, who um, are you? you? What? Oh, who am I? Oh, Rachel. Rachel Wynald. I am Hannah Wynald's sister, uh, as I've been known for the past 35 years. Um, so, yeah, our keywords changing. Uh, over the, If you're following Grow Traffic or watch us on our social media, you should know that 2021 has been the summer of algorithm updates. We have had essentially one a month throughout summer. It's been great fun. We've been watching our our website and our clients' websites drop a bit, go up a bit, recover a bit. Essentially, everybody's pretty much back where they were at the start. Um, so I don't think there's been huge, huge changes, has there? Um, but there are some subtle changes to keywords. So whenever these algorithm updates happen, it, it changes um, how people uh, uh, learn how to how to use search engines. It changes what businesses need to do in order to optimize their websites to get them more visible in the search engines. They're only subtle and they happen slowly over time, but they are things that we need to talk about. Um, and keywords is one of those things that changes. So that's what we're here to talk about today. Um, so we have five areas that you might want to consider in relation to the question, are keywords changing if you are optimizing your website? So first of all, Dali, do you wanna add anything in terms of sort of background of where we're at before we get into the numbered points? Very briefly, don't go over the top. <laughs> Numbered points. No, I'll, I'll, I'll just. I'll You're gonna to wait. It. You're gonna wait. Okay, I'll right. Wait, yeah. So let's get let's crack on then. So number one, Dali's probably gonna answer point number five in a minute. Uh, how are keywords changing? The first thing that you need to think about is your keyword, the definition of your keyword, and what does that keyword mean? So why does this matter? Hannah first. So. In 2019, they started to change with the with a kind of AI update and kind of learning data um, kind of query, which was rolled out called BERT. And um, it it takes into context the word, the, the kind of key phrase. It, it means that 
You don't need to think about words like and or but or for, um, but you do need to think about the context of the word. So, for example, if you were going to optimize for roses, um, there's a lot of ambiguity there. Do you mean the flowers? Do you mean the chocolates? Do you mean Lancashire, Yorkshire? Like, what do you mean? Um, so, yeah, yeah, the color, yeah. So, um, but meant that Google was able to anticipate what you meant when you typed in a longer tail keyword, regardless of um, <clears throat> idiosyncrasies in your speech. So, you know, if you put in something that was very Lancastrian, for example, or very Yorkshire, it would still know what you meant because it was it was a learning kind of intelligent algorithm. Mm -hmm. So keywords have changed because it, it's made long tail keywords much more important. Yes, there you go. There we go. There we go. <laughs> uh, there, there was a real period. I, I'll let you come in in a sec, Dali. But when, when that Bertal Theatre was rolled out, I remember because obviously we, as I say, we are search engine geeks. We spend quite a lot of time googling things and seeing what results we get, and then comparing them a month later when we do the same Google and seeing what what results we get. And there was a period straight after that where that really worked. So things such as. Oh, like Billy Bass, that was an example we looked at at the time. You know, if, you, if you'd if you searched for Billy Bass before Bert, um, it would have given you fishing results because it didn't, it might not necessarily have known what a Billy Bass is based on kind of the fact that we're in the UK. Uh, if you searched for Billy Bass after the, the Bert algorithm update, it knew that you were talking about that singing fish that was mounted on the wall, that, that its head moved. Um, and it wouldn't give you fishing results because it, it understood the nuances and the context. But... There was a period where that seemed to roll back again and it seemed to get worse. And I, I took millions of screenshots of like mm. really poor search results for quite a while. Um, but this is a kind of example. This is a perfect example of how the meaning of a keyword will change over time as determined by an algorithm update. And literally, you know, one one day it might you, you might search for something and you'll get one result. And the next day you can search for the same thing and get a completely different set of results. Um, Dali, you wanted to talk about that, so this is a good point. I'm just going to say that most of the things that we are talking about um, in some way or other all kind of um, go back to Bert, and that's that's kind of what Hannah said before. Uh, Bert finished rolling out mainly um, towards the end of um, last year, so most of the queries that, that go into Google now are um, filtered through Bert. Um, so I suppose the, the, the yeah, the... I, I think I, I wonder. I wonder whether we are just picking up on it more because it's just all of the queries now have, have finally been uh, have gone through that process. I mean, there were. You're right, and and you know the the extent to which the summer algorithm updates have impacted keywords is 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 questionable and we probably are seeing the the tail end of Bert. but there were specific so when i you know when we talk about kind of uh, those single use keywords I, I was reading a study i know i've talked to you guys about it before um and, and that was done just after i think the august update um and they were saying that you know dictionary websites that offer definitions had massively had seen huge increases in rankings and traffic because whereas something would have been a, a single word definition before or a single word would have gone to a website so say for example if we had the word um nightclub 
and there was a company called nightclub they had the potential to rank for the word for the keyword nightclub whereas now the word nightclub will go to a dictionary definition of the word nightclub and that seems to be uh, a specific um you, you know a recent summer algorithm update thing it's interesting though and i wonder how much of this we attribute to keywords changing and search queries changing and how much it's actually snippets changing so i think google is still trying to keep you on page as long as possible and really stop you having to go to a second website and they introduced passage highlighting didn't they in your snippets so when you go to when you click on a snippet so the featured snippet is the the immediate answer that you get in the top of, of the google search engine result page and um, and often when you click on that it will take you straight to a to an article and the passage will be highlighted like the relevant passage so you don't even have to read through the article mm. so i mean that is going to have enormous implications on the way that we produce content and the way that like people produce content for the business, which I'm sure they'll get to. But I think the other thing that's changed quite a lot as well is how um, precise the people also ask questions are and how precise the answers are. So, you know, you I, I found that I very rarely visit websites now. I just get answers. I kind of fall down a people also ask rabbit hole. And it's not now people also ask. It's more like a, you might want to know next. So, um a good example is if you're watching a film and it'll kind of predict questions that you're going to ask about the film as you're watching the film. Like I'm one of those people that Googles the film as I'm watching mm. it and Googles everybody that's ever been in it um, and everyone and everything that they've ever done. And Google anticipates that and kind of gives me the answers before I even really search for them and you fall down a rabbit hole. So I think, yes, yes, the way that Google thinks about search queries has changed, but the way that it presents the answers has changed as well this is yeah, absolutely but... true and i mean the we've i've been looking at kind of comparisons again of of what the search engine results pages look like now and what they look like before and you're absolutely right we've known as seoers and we've been saying to people for years haven't we oh google will predict your next five questions but it never showed us that information we never you know as either as seos or business owners never got to see that whereas you're absolutely right one of the things that we have noticed from this summer of algorithm updates is that whereas now before you had maybe three People also ask drop-down questions at the top of the search results pages. There's, there's probably five, six, seven now. I mean, I was Googling cold sores the other day for obvious reasons because I've had this horrendous cold sore. And oh, my God, I've had that for like a year. Seven, eight weeks now, yeah. Um, but the, every question I could have asked about cold sores was answered in those drop-down pages. Now, funnily enough, some of them weren't quite what I was asking, but it had pretty close got to what I was gonna, going to ask and was directing to... to the, Funnily enough, most of them came from the same website as well, which I thought was quite interesting. Mm. Um, but the way that information is now presented to us, you can absolutely, you know, there's no ambiguity now about Google wants to keep you on Google, doesn't it? It doesn't want you clicking off onto other people's websites. It's going to give you every answer it thinks you possibly need right there so that yeah. you don't have to keep searching. What were you going to say, Dali? Um, yeah, I think, I think I was going to say that what we're talking about really is algorithm changes and how google is presenting the data 
because keywords haven't changed fundamentally you know keywords are our keywords and i would and disagree with so. that well i just I know this is, yeah because so do you remember like in the old days like ask jeeves you would you would type into us to a to a search engine like where can i find a plumber please jeeves and then you would type in after a few years plumber and now it's like plumber near me or if you're doing voice search like the way that we interact with search engines has changed and therefore the way that google um kind of uh, processes those search queries must have changed clearly marginally changed. Uh, you, you you're absolutely right sorry i was i probably made too too much of a blanket statement i don't think that the keywords the way we use keywords has massively changed in uh, voice search aside for one second but i don't think that's massively changed since uh we we you know since he started making things a bit more mobile so you for, for over mm. maybe seven or eight years i think you should know by now Della, that you can't make blanket statements without everyone in seo going mm. yeah but yeah but, yeah, but it's it just depends. Depends. what, what i find really interesting about this is you, you you're right Dally. At, at its heart keywords have not changed of course they haven't keywords are still keywords and if you've optimized for keywords on your website they're still going to keep working what what has changed is see user intent so seeker intent what does somebody mean when they type that in and and what changes and and it's quite a slow thing but the way you know in a way we as, as searchers are trained by the algorithm changes so yeah hannah's right those those searches that we were doing at the beginning they were long and they were very polite and they had to be very specific Do you remember we actually put please on the end of our search terms I and question marks yeah question marks yeah we did didn't we yeah asking a really full question and we've kind of gone full circle in the way that we do that but how how we use keywords has changed as the algorithms have got more sophisticated so whereas before like going back to the billy bass for example if i'd wanted billy bass you know two three years ago i would have had to put like billy bass singing fish on frame otherwise i wouldn't have got it whereas now i know i can just put billy bass so I've shortened how I will, I, I've changed as a searcher how I will use a keyword. And therefore people who are optimizing their websites have to respond to that. They don't need to be as specific. They can be more conversational, all of those moves that we've been going towards. But I think they do, you know, it, it is something that business owners, if, if they are the people or webmasters, whatever we call them, um, I do think they need to consider how, how keywords change in the broader sentence. You know, I don't think I've ever seen a Billy Bass in real life. Oh, have you not? Oh, no, we used to have one on the uh, uh, Tales from the Garage, Hannah. Tales we used to have from the a Billy Bass on the garage wall, a working one as well. A working one. Wow. It used to go off every time somebody slammed the office door. That's how we knew someone was having a paddy because Billy Bass. What did they stuck. sing? Oh, it just, I can't remember what it said. It sings like an Elvis song or something, something really weird. Uh, apparently, the Queen bought five of them for Balmoral when they came out. The cream <laughs> for Balmoral. There we go. I was just going to say I'm going to get one, but I don't think I will now. 
<laughs> uh, right anyway we've actually we've uh, we've all done a dally here and covered a couple of points so the thing that we are discussing today we are discussing how are keywords changing very geeky very seoe today um number one the thing that you need to think about is short keywords and definitions and and out of that kind of rich snippets and how all that's changing just to say uh if you want to know more about rich snippets chloe wrote an awesome blog it's on the grow traffic website um go and find it it's under the title how are keywords changing really good really concise but explains the the, the snippets and the changes to them really well, well we should probably on. say that for every facebook live that we do there's a corresponding blog on the grow traffic website if you wanted to find out more detail yeah, we've never told anyone that. Yeah, there's two of them, isn't there? The, the, there's two. There's the one that we write beforehand and the one that we write afterwards. So there's, mm. there's two blogs. We're so good at marketing, you guys. <laughs> I know, I know. I like the fact Lizzie's playing bingo as well. We really need to get the bingo. Lizzie's, Liz has got the uh, tales from the garage bingo card. We need to get those done. Talking about marketing. Uh, anyway, right. So number one, think about definitions. And the other thing, you know, if 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 we are assuming now that short you know, single one to two word keywords are going to go to definitions. Have you got that on your website? Have you explained the basics of what you do with a definition on your website so that you're covering all of those basic bases? Um, number two, think about user intent. How is that changing? Um, we've just talked about that in terms of how algorithm updates change the way users behave and the way that we use keywords to find what we're looking for so number three you need to think about going more niche we have just touched upon this slightly um in terms of the uh you know voice search going more specific so why 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 do business owners why do we if if you know why do they need to go more niche answer it somebody <laughs> one of you give me an answer well there's there's there's, there's a number of reasons isn't there and i i, I always think that why you need to go no more niche most businesses is it's just to get cut through because now you know kind of 20 or so years after the internet was in you know really really started to take off and everybody's created a shit ton of content on on the web in order to get any kind of cut through unless you've got a huge brand then you want to you're going to have to go really niche for most businesses but also niche is specific isn't it so if you create specific content about something then you're more likely to generate an outcome afterwards which from content marketing and the clues in the name you, you're going to want to get some kind of outcome from it um whereas if you're just producing definitions um and, and i appreciate that they're important to have on your website i i just i have a slight problem with it because it it doesn't necessarily have that kind of marketing objective bit at the end doesn't of it add value does it yeah for it's sure just, yeah. you're just there to cover your ass with it aren't you yeah. yeah and i think there does need to be an element of that like i think when you're creating your content yes get niche but think think firstly about the people also ask questions so we all we always say this answer questions that people are going to ask about your service at every stage of the buyer journey so when they're first becoming aware right down to the time when they're ready to hand over the hard cash or whatever you know what are the questions that they're gonna that they want to know predict and and answer the questions yourself and if that means that you go to your clients and say what did you want to know before you made the decision to come here you know what were your frequently asked questions 
that's what you need to do. So get get detailed in that sense that you're kind of giving every answer. And I think um, get savvy as well with the way that you do it. So have a mixture of really long form content and quite shorter pieces as well so that you can quickly find you know people can quickly navigate to the answers within a piece of content but then you've got sort of longer pieces of content that go into more detail you could perhaps cornerstone a long form piece of content and then branch out smaller pieces that hang off the back of that um or the side of that however you want to picture the analogy so that you're really answering those questions and i i'll give the piece of advice that i always give at this point to for, for most businesses a really good place to start is with consideration phase content so everyone can write decision phase content and most people can write awareness content just, just explain that a little bit dally what do you mean by well, that the consideration phase content is when somebody already knows the solution to the problem that they've got and that then they're then or or either the solution or multiple solutions to the problem they've got and they're then trying to get down to working out which is the solution for them yeah as um, opposed yeah. to decision making content which is uh, as opposed to decision making which is your product and services pages primarily mm -hmm. on your website that's an easy way to think about it and then awareness which is when you start to have a problem and you start to realize you've got a problem you you don't necessarily know what the solution is and you start to kind of explore explore that so just to give that for examples for people that don't understand haven't got a degree in marketing if you were selling let's say you're selling shampoo um your your awareness phase would be you're writing content about have you got dandruff have you got greasy hair are you losing your hair you know those are the problems that people are facing and they don't know yet that your shampoo might possibly be a, a solution to that the, the the consideration phase is okay you know that you've got greasy hair and that shampoo is going to be a, a good solution so let me explain why this shampoo is good because we you know we've done a lot of research about this and it's and it's better than other shampoos is the, <laughs> them. and what have i frozen yeah you've come back though i was just filling right. in the gaps all right sorry um and then the the i think somebody rang me that's why my wife always goes off if someone rings me um, and then the decision making bit is, uh, you know, why are you the best shampoo provider to, to pick? So why are you better than L'Oreal or um, Laboratoire Garnier or whatever? So it's all of that, you know, because we're a great company and because we do uh, really good things with our staff and we've done all of this research and blah, blah, blah. So those are the all those types of things yeah. that you can yeah, feed into yeah. that. So yeah. you might have, you know, and, and think really broadly about the questions. It might not be like, have I got greasy hair? It might be things like, you know, why is my forehead spotty? Or why is my pillow so dirty? Or why can't mm. I get a boyfriend? Or, you know, the things that, <laughs> like, you know, why do people always walk away from me? <laughs> yeah, or, or me thinking about Rachel's, um, Rachel's kind of analogy there, it would, questions like um, how, to, how to choose an anti-dandruff shampoo, that yeah. type of thing. Um, yeah. would be a consideration phase whereas the awareness phase would just be i've got done enough what do i do about it yeah and so we're thinking about where are people going to find that information you know people also ask as we've already said put your keywords into google have a look at that people always also ask 
section. All of the questions are there that you need to be answering. Also, go to things like Answer the Public. You can also use free tools like Uber Suggest. Uh, they will give you all of those kind of questions and associated keywords that you can start to look at that. Um, I just want to say as well, we, I was reading a really interesting thread on a, a Facebook group recently, and they were talking about... Um, uh, low volume, low search volume keywords. And uh, they were almost like, oh, has anyone ever thought about targeting low search volume keywords? And everyone was going, oh, no, never thought about that. And I, and I just think it, it just made me realize that we, we talk about this quite a lot, but actually it's probably worth reiterating, isn't it? Just because a, a, a keyword has low search volumes, like even if it's got a search volume of zero, it means that fewer than 10 on average per month will search for that keyword. It doesn't mean nobody ever does. It just means that there's only a handful of them. But if you've gone really niche with your keywords and, and that's a really specific search query, though there might only be three people a month, but those three people are really looking for the thing mm. that you do. So yeah. if they land on the right kind of page on your website, you know, you've you've almost got a sale in the bag. So it's never, you know, I think it's always worth having, yeah, have some content, have your pages that go for those big volume um, search keywords, but have have that content on there that goes for those lower ones as well, because it's, it's the low hanging fruit, but also it's the most likely to convert sometimes, isn't it? Yeah, and definitely in, in e-commerce as well. Like if you're selling trousers, you know, you, you're not going to get, um, you're going to get a gazillion search terms for the for the term trousers. But if you were going, you know, like uh, light blue linen trousers for women with a hem, you know, it's really specific. You're only going to get a few people searching for that, but it's going to be the money term. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah, I think I might be jumping ahead here, Rachel. So correct me if I am. But the other thing that Google's been doing is um, it's been mixing up the results. So trousers is a good example. So if you would search for something, I mean, it might not be a good example, but let's use it. Um, if you'd search for trousers, you'd see the uh, shopping carousel at the top and you'd see various people selling trousers, but then you would get maybe a definition of trousers and you would get information um about how to wear trousers i don't know and and what what different what what um what other on your head wear, other than trousers um point People being who like trousers also like socks point being that they, that they are they are changing the way that the the serps look they're not just providing things that completely align with the intent of the user they're giving yeah. them other options within those results as well yeah it's really that's... interesting that yeah we've seen that quite a lot haven't we and I, I do wonder if some of that is a little bit ex you know because you can tell i'm you know amazon do this with the people also buy thing you know it's something completely left field that you might just might think like oh go on then yeah i love that um and it's so a, ambiguous a... isn't it if you search for yeah. trousers do you want to know what a trouser what trousers are do you want to know how to wear them or are you looking to buy them so if they give you yeah. loads of options then they can they can really quickly identify what sort of content to show you next and I they think, can I learn think... from that what most people learn when they type in trousers what most people want rather when they yeah. type in trousers that's I the problem they've the... always had with these ambiguous keywords isn't it go on darling no, no i think one of the other reasons for it is that the um people have been using less and less of the SERP of that first page and so i think that they are doing things to try and get them using the the front page of, of google a bit more mm, yeah uh, right i i am going to move us on because time is marching on time is marching on liz mark it off on your bingo sheet 
How are keywords changing? Number one, there's more definition in the SERP. So if you're using one, two word keywords, think about what that impact is going to have for your website and your search volumes. Number two, user intent is changing. It's always changing, uh, but every time the the algorithms change, user intent changes as a result. So have you thought about what people actually mean when they are searching for your keywords and are you meeting that need? Number three, um, consider going more niche. You know, those small volume niche keywords, uh, they can really make a big difference, especially if you are an e-commerce website or you're a, a kind of smaller company with lower search volumes it's a, a good way of getting your conversions up um number four think about your long tail keywords you need to have them you need to have them throughout you know voice search is coming along and we've got a you know that they, they will naturally appear throughout but just have the more content you have on there and the more questions and answers you fit within your content the more of those long tail tail keywords you are going to hit a long tail keyword just just to be super super clear it's something along the lines of you know um is it going to rain tomorrow it's not a one or a two word search term it's a it's a full sentence or it's a, at least a, you know three four five words uh, and number trousers. five, point five, review your keywords. Yes, how do I wear these trousers? <laughs> yeah, yeah. How do I wear a pair yeah. of trousers? Exactly, there we go. Um, I, I, number five, yeah, review, review your keywords. Um, this is one that we, we say with course, so we always say review at the end of these, you know, review and keep looking at what you're doing. We, we have a bit of a caveat on this one, don't we? You, you do not need to be changing your keywords and re-optimizing your website every time there's an algorithm update or every five minutes. Um, but it is the kind of thing you need to keep an eye on, isn't it? I think just keep an eye on um, if any of them suddenly tank. See, the thing is, you can't optimize for every word all the time. When you start to optimize, and by that I mean you've you've made a page, you've optimized the page for that, and then you're starting to produce content around a keyword. When you start to work on a keyword, other keywords are naturally going to take a little bit of a dip, and if you're kind of trying to spin plates with that and make sure that every keyword ranks all the time and it's not going to work so you've got to understand and anticipate and expect that you will drop in some words so pick the ones that mean the most to you work on that get it stable for over a period of time and that might be a year it might be 18 months it depends how much content you're putting out it might be longer get it stable and then you can start to to look at other words but just just keep an eye on it because if you've worked for 18 months trying to get a keyword to rank and then you suddenly move on to another one just keep an eye and make sure that that first one doesn't start to dip but don't be expecting to get top rankings for every keyword all in one go your heart is sick do you, do you remember and we still get it periodically don't we when you, we, you a customer will get a new client and we'll say yep send us your keywords and they send us an excel spreadsheet with like 20 pages and you're like yeah. no <laughs> you're like pick I want three and do them yeah. Well. yeah yeah go on dally oh yeah go on. <laughs> no i was gonna let say yeah let me speak <laughs> So it's only on these um, these lives that I get a word in edgeways and Bell, are you at that? Oh, oh lies. Oh, lies. Oh, my God. Go on. Get on with it. Um, in terms of what was I going to say? I can't even remember what I was going to say now. Keywords. Uh, keep them small. Review. No, I was, was going to say the other thing is about kind of the broad core updates that we've had over the last um, the last you know, six months or so, a few months or whatever. Um, 
don't necessarily you don't have to react to them all because mm. some of them there's nothing that you can do about it it's just that you've done nothing wrong in the first place it's just google has changed the way that they are updating it and you've literally got to wait until the next broad core update for um anything you know to reconsider how they process that data um so although it's a, a you know although it's a good idea to keep an eye on your 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 rankings and then make changes accordingly understand what's going on with with google and don't don't react all the time yeah we said this in, a, in one of these a few times ago when we talked about updates you, you know do you not always need to react i just can i just go back and put a little caveat on my on my statement don't use like the same three keywords multiple times use one keyword once but use a variation of that and a long tail keyword so if trousers is your keyword how, like use trousers once and then how do I work these trousers how do I wear trousers trousers for men trousers for women like pants you know they use a variation of that keyword yeah yeah so we, we have the... joke isn't it uh, a man walks into a bar club barista, yeah cafe, cafe yeah yeah restaurant <laughs> yeah but no we, Dally, we, tell them about our tell was, them about our keyword pyramid I was just gonna say use our keyword pyramid yeah that is somewhere on the, the go traffic website in fact i'll add it to chloe's blog and then then it can add be seen it to chloe's oh, blog. Oh. Dally, can you also put the image on the comment section below please i'll try to remember to do that no i'll never do that well let's be honest oh i will go back and do that then i will do Good. that but yeah that it, it is are you going to use the and... are you going to use the new and improved go traffic keyword oh, God, yeah no i'll use the old shit one <laughs> yes i will use really the good tool. very valuable <laughs> Great tool. You can have yeah. it for free. Yeah. 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 Okay. Um, uh, but yeah, before on, the end, Rachel, can I just ask everybody what they had for breakfast today? Rachel, what did you have for breakfast today? Nothing. I don't eat breakfast. I had a glass of milk and a banana. Dally, what did you have for breakfast today? I, I didn't eat breakfast this morning. <laughs> <laughs> oh, lies. Oh, Dally, lies Dally, today. Dally, tell the people what you had for breakfast. Well, I had five chicken breasts and a pint of milk. <laughs> which i think is completely reasonable if you're a dinosaur well i'm a dinosaur which you are to be fair oh my god anyway oh. go on. right anyway, up, go. thank you very much um if you are watching live thank you very much and thank you liz for commenting we promise we will get you those bingo cards have we ever spoken about grow skills on 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 the podcast yet no, no, uh, I was just about to do that. Thank you, Dolly. Um, yeah, if you're watching live, thank you very much. If you are watching this back afterwards on the Facebook group, please continue to comment. We will carry on watching. Leave us a question. We will answer you and we will put our contact details in the chat. If you want to read the blogs that we mentioned, they are on the Grow Traffic website, growtraffic.co.uk forward slash blogs. Um, we also have Grow Skills now which is grow-skills.co.uk. It is our pay-as-you-go and drag-and-drop and other synonyms besides um, service. Uh, please just go and have a look. There's a freemium version. You can sign up. You can get access to our webinars and our email newsletters, all of which is awesome content. So please just go and have a look and recommend to a friend as well. Um, if you are listening on podcast, uh, like us, 
review us subscribe to Follow us, us tell your friends about us yeah please um and, and we do really welcome feedback as well because we would like to improve and get better um that is it we are done we will be back next friday with more of a deep dive interviewee type session that'll be available on podcast we will be back here on facebook live and youtube in two weeks god knows what we're talking about but we'll find out when we get there time to wave everybody goodbye Thank you. goodbye